yes, yes. Hello. It's back. It's back by it. I mean the podcast. And by the podcast, I mean Junior Funners. That's the podcast that you're listening to right now. And we thank you. We thank you for listening to the Junior Funners podcast. And we love it, don't we, folks? We love the Junior Funners podcast. A lot of people said some very nice things about the podcast. Just terrific. You're going to love it. Um, anyway, I'm Ollie, and uh, I'm not alone. I uh, brought a friend this week just as a special treat. Here is uh, Lawrence. Grace and peace to you, Ollie, and grace and peace <laughs> to you, listeners. Uh, yep, and that's that's our whole thing here. We're very graceful and very peaceful. We love to spread that message of uh, of grace and peace uh, to all our listeners and throughout the universe. Um, that's mainly what we do here. We talk about grace and peace. Um, sometimes we talk about football as well. Um, you know, we might even occasionally talk about uh, Arsenal, um, but uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up. Um, anyway, on to our first segment, Arsenal News. Ah, well, wouldn't you know it? I guess you got lucky this week. We're going to talk about Arsenal. Isn't that funny? Um, so it's it's uh, it's all over, Lawrence. It's the end of the season, uh, end of the Premier League season. Oh, oh, finally, oh, I can relax and you know my disappointment's finally over. It's like that's the best thing. Yeah, you've yeah, got the disappointment except, out the uh, way, and well, we've got <laughs> we've got next weekend, but um, yeah. Yeah, got a. It's finally got a cup final coming up. It's like it's like a really terrible surgery that you've had to go through, and you've come out the other side, and you're in the stage of on on uh, on the the recovery on on the drugs. You're on the drugs. You're on the you know you get yeah you get so many drugs, so many. You get all your meals given to you. It's great. Yeah, through like a tube. It's great. It's great. And uh, yeah, we've got a, a cup final next weekend. But yeah, as far as the, the Premier League season goes, that about does her. Um, and like you said, it's, you know, it's all finally over, except for the fact uh, that it starts up again in six weeks. So <laughs> yep. um, very quick turnaround time due to the, uh, obviously due to the, the lockdown and everything. No one could have seen that coming. But uh, yeah, we, um, yeah, we got, we got a, we just as soon as as soon as the thing's finished, we got six weeks, and then uh, everything starts back up again. And they've got to cram all of it in uh, in an even tighter time than not. It feels like as congested as the fixture list gets uh, at certain points in the year, it's going to be even worse this time around. Probably going to get a lot of uh, very tired uh, and injury prone players this uh, this coming season. One feels. I thought if I could spin this positively, that at least Arsenal. Don't have to play in August. Uh, only uh, only up Very until true. August first. Uh, that's just the FA Cup final. But generally, there's no Champions League. Well, I mean, there's no Champions League Europa League to worry about. You know, actually, when you think about yep. it, well, maybe this is good. There no injuries. Uh, players can have a rest or whatever. We can sort transfers and yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, if we do manage to get into Europe uh, via the the FA Cup. Um, that boosts our transfer prospects. I understand uh, ever so slightly, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So I suppose, yeah, we're not we're, we're talking about the future here. We're, we're talking, we need to talk about the news. That's the whole point of this segment is that we're we're talking about the news. We're in the present. Um, so last day of the season for Arsenal. Um, we, I mean, you heard us reacting to the uh, penultimate match against uh, Villa, and uh, we all know how that went. Um, if uh, if you if you don't know, listen to the previous episode. It's not good. Nope. It was rather, uh, uh, rather embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Same old Arsenal, always ballsing it up, losing. Yeah, and we almost did it again. Um, we we even even at three nil, we 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 playing Watford, and with we were three nil up within half an hour. Um, I mean, we were one nil up within a minute. You know, we've been given a penalty within the first minute. Um, but uh, yeah, even at three nil up after half an hour, it's still we, it, it. You're still <laughs> at that feeling in the back of your head, like it's it's not comfortable. You know, it's Arsenal. Maybe a fourth goal would uh, would would uh, actually kind of um, look a bit more convincing here. But yeah, sure enough, three nil, and then uh, right before half time, David Luiz does what he do and uh, gave away what I believe is his fifth penalty of the season. Um, which is an astounding record. Um, I would imagine that's probably the highest in the league. I can't think of another player that's that, that's single-handedly given away that many penalties on their own um, it, this this season. I don't know how you can find that out, unfortunately. But at the same time, let's just assume it's true. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's pretty great at that, isn't he? Giving away mm. uh, penalties and. Um, yeah, we're going to have to put up with him for another, what, year? And um, yep. it's going to be great. It's going yep. to be simply uh, ebbing. I'm going to be wrathful on floor laughing. Yep. Uh, Zong, uh, et cetera. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be a hoot. Um, but uh, yeah, Troy Deeney stepped up and took the penalty and Martinez came close to keeping it out. I think if he'd actually... He had a little more conviction in his dive. He would have been able to reach it. But um, yeah, Dini blasted it in. Um, and uh, yeah, the pretty much the whole of the second half was uh, was all Watford. And I, I came very close to pulling it back to, to three all. And I mean, they, you know, another day they could have <laughs> come back and yeah. won it 4-3. It, it really didn't look that uh, that out of the question. Um, Danny Welbeck, of course. I think Lawrence, you predicted he'd come back to haunt us, yeah. and uh, that he did. I just hate being right sometimes. It's, uh, mm. it's a weird thing. This curse that I have on things. It's like if I want someone to do well, they don't. But if I yeah. don't want them to do well, then they do. So it's kind of a weird um, balance, and then it, and then you get something like this where it's like, but I like Danny Welbeck, but yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want him to score against Jen. He almost got the third goal. Then that little cheeky yeah. heel, heel flick. I was like, oh my, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But um, yeah, he could have had a couple of goals. Yeah. I kind of feel like we. Oh, no, I don't want to go down that road. Um. <laughs> yeah. What? Bit, what? Oh, I was going to say, well, I should have kept him. You know, he would have been handy. Uh, I don't know. I uh, yeah. Very injury prone. I mean, I, I don't. He's not even played that many games for Watford this season, has he? I think yeah. he's had sort of a lot of injury problems. Um, well, hopefully he can yeah. uh, 
go down the championship and uh, you know find find who find himself if you know what I mean. Like you know. Yeah, I mean that's to be honest. That's even that's if he stays at Watford. I mean, you got to think like <laughs> he was signed at Watford uh, three managers ago now. So I mean, it's yeah. I, 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 I who knows if he'll actually stay there. Um, he might end up. I mean, he, he could easily move to one of the newly promoted clubs. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that'd be great. Yeah, would he? I don't know if he'd go because he's a, obviously a Manchester boy, isn't he? So I don't mm. know if he. I don't know if he would go to Leeds. That'd be pretty. That would that would be sad to see him at, at Leeds. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's obviously question marks over a lot of those players at Watford now um, as to whether they're gonna whether they'll be staying because um, I think a lot of the, the average age of their squad is 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 pretty. Old. I think they've got, they've got a, the bulk of their like starting eleven is either thirty or or over. Mm. Um, so I don't know how you know. I feel like. I don't know. From their point of view, they might think, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can get another couple of years of top-flight football." Then, uh, you know, that's 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 some that's some buco dolores. You know, that's that's uh, that's securing the bag right there. Um, also, it's you know, <laughs> Watford with the sort of never-ending revolving door of managers they got there. It's just <sighs> what incentive is there for players to to stay on? You know, it, 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 if you're not if you're not going to be managed or coached in any consistent or meaningful way, um, you're not going to develop as a player or learn anything really. You know, it, it, you're kind of just left to fend for yourself. And when we know how those clubs turn out, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Troy Deeney's already said he's had a, he's had a good run there. I think he's been there about 10 years or so, isn't he? So yeah. Interesting to see what happens next at Watford, um, who they get in to, oh, they might give Hayden Mullins the job. Who knows? I mean, He's a nice guy. I, I didn't realize that he, I think his uh, his number two is, is assistant manager or whatever is Graham Stack, former um, former Arsenal goalkeeper. I believe he was. Um, I think he was a youth prospect around the Invincibles era. I want to say. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I didn't know that. That's new. I think he might have. Yeah. I think he might have played in a couple of uh, cup matches ahead of. Like in the like like you know around instead of like Jens Lehmann or whatever, I think he might have been. Uh, yeah, it would have been around that time. But yeah, he's a former former Arsenal player. Um, now he's uh, yeah former Arsenal goalkeeper. Now Watford uh, assistant manager or assistant head coach or whatever his title yeah. is. Um, assistant um, coach and head of uh, the academy of goalkeeping at Watford. Uh, right. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah. Not so Welbeck's not the only uh, ex Arsenal player at Watford currently, but um, yeah, I was, um, there was if we were gonna like um, loot Watford, I mean, is Mailer is that his name? Is Mailer Sar? He'd be good, is I, Mailer he's, Sar, he's yeah, sort of uh, cause a lot of problems for the defense, yeah. Uh, he did, I mean, that defensively, we looked uh, <laughs> we looked like we used to. All of that kind of improvement, all that hard work they've done over the last few weeks, um, just seemed to completely disappear. I know that we started the match with a back four for the first time, I think, since the lockdown, um, mm. and we all know we all know just how badly David Luiz plays in a back four versus a, a back three. And uh, yeah, and he he didn't let us down. But yeah, Ismail Asar um, down whichever wing it was um, that he was on um, caused us a, a lot of problems. And I mean, I mean, cause he scored two goals against Liverpool, didn't he? When they uh, famously 
ended their unbeaten run. So, yeah, it, he he could easily get picked up by a, a bigger club now that they've gone down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just looking at it, uh, just not really anyone else. I mean, Ben Foster's a maybe, but he's as a, like a backup. But I don't know. It was he's quite he's in his well, he's mid thirties now. Surely, how old is he? Yeah, I think he's he's getting on easily. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, that's the only player I can think of. Uh, I can't think of any of the other, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't the defenders. I don't think. Um, I'm just looking at Ben Foster. Uh, have a look. Okay, well that doesn't actually tell me anything. I want to look at his statistics. When you stupid. <laughs> okay, well, Ben Foster's uh, age will remain a mystery. Um, I guess we'll never know. Um, Thirty-seven. We can speculate, but we'll never know, huh? Thirty-seven. There we go. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. Wikipedia. So, yeah. Good yeah, old, so, uh, good old uh, Wikipedia. He's quite, he's quite uh, getting up there, so maybe not. Um, yeah, fairly advanced. I think. Yeah, he's probably only got a couple of. Uh, certainly not in the Premiership. He might, he might stick with them in the Championship. He could probably. Probably do a job for them down there, but um, yeah, I don't know how many more years of, of top flight football, if any, he's got left. Um, yeah, I don't know who else at, at Watford. I mean, Will Hughes sometimes looks all right, but then I don't know, seems very, very prone to, to mistakes. What do you think I don't of know. Uh, Dale Lefeu? Um, there's some matches where you watch him play and you're like, how is he? How is he at Watford? Like this, he, I, I can't believe that, like, you know, you think at one time he was at Barcelona, you're like, I, how did Barcelona ever let him go? Uh, and then there's other matches where it's just, he is just completely like anonymous. He's a bit like Ozil, like he just doesn't have any impact on the game uh, mm. whatsoever or everything he tries just doesn't come off. Uh, so I, I don't know, I, I don't know how much he'd actually improve Arsenal if, if we, if we're talking kind of um, looting, uh, Watford for, for for parts, as it were. Um, but I'm sure another t- a, a, another team, I'm sure will uh, will we'll come and swoop in for him because, as I understand it, he probably commands quite uh, quite a pretty penny in mm. terms of uh, in terms of his wages and what have you. Yeah. Um. And uh, what else? What else happened? Uh... Well, so down. yeah, so we, I mean, yeah, we beat Watford, and it was yeah, very dramatic, um, kind of three-way sort of Mexican standoff between Villa, uh, Watford, and uh, and Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth played very well uh, against Everton. You know, beat them pretty convincingly, three-one. Um, uh, and um, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that Arsenal couldn't do them a favour when we played Villa. I mean, if we if we'd beaten them, um, I think even if we just managed to draw against them, we'd have a different story. Bournemouth would have managed to stay up and have a you know a sixth sixth year in the Premiership. But I mean, as it stands, their uh, their journey at the moment has has come to an end. But I mean, what story? You know, I mean, it, it's I mean, people talk about it a lot, but I mean, it is it's a it's, it's such a unique um, such a unique story. You know, for for a, a club that was in their position, literally a point away from being out of the football league altogether um to to 
not just getting promoted to the Premier League, but staying there comfortably for five years, you know, finishing mid-table. This was really the first time that they've been in the Premiership that they were involved in a, a serious relegation scrap. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, they, they've uh, they've completely just outdone every everyone's wildest expectations or, you know, dreams or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they very easily could be back. You think like, you know, the teams that are getting promoted, like uh, West Brom and, and Leeds, you know, that means they're no longer in the championship. The other teams that kind of kick around the, that those sort of playoff places, um, I don't know. I, I see Bournemouth being able to, to take most of them um, now that they're they kind of found their stride a little too late. Unfortunately, after the restart, you know, the first few matches that Bournemouth had after the, the restart, they were they were just terrible. Um, but as it went on, they got they got better and looked more comfortable. And then you know, it, it's just too little, too late. Unfortunately, but I think next season they'll be they'll be okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we haven't heard the last of AFC Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, kind of a. It's kind of a cliche to say, but they were a, a, a threat of fresh air uh, when they came. They were uh, mm. a very lots of pace and like to play lots of you know, quick passing, and you know they weren't the usual yeah. uh, team that came up from the championship. You know, very. Uh, the, the conceded lots of goals but also yeah. scored lots of goals they they were sort of that was their main their main thing was trying to outscore whoever they were playing and obviously sometimes it worked other times it didn't but it was always very entertaining to watch yeah and it was it was good good games i remember you know beating chelsea or um the free free against is it liverpool yeah what was it? Uh, was it? No, they beat Liverpool 4-3. Four four three. Three. They beat them yeah, right at the was, end. Yeah. yeah. It was 4-3. Um, just after Klopp took over. Yeah, and, uh, you, know, they, you know, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't really sort of, uh, I don't know, find a decent centre-back to pair with Ake, I guess, and or get some decent midfielders or whatever. Yeah. The goalkeeper. I think would, they... The goalkeeper yeah. been on, been on loan at Wimbledon, was it? AFC Wimbledon, the, the season before, and then he's just oh, I think so, yeah. And then he's straight in in the first team Premier League. I mean, oh well, yeah, it's a shame. Um, he's uh, he still he looks good though. I think Aaron Ramsdale. I think he's a potential England goalkeeper for the future. I reckon. Mm-hmm. I think him and him and Nick Pope um, look like um, yeah, they could. <laughs> They could easily be the, the first and second choice goalkeepers for England in a, in a in a year or two, or I mean, well, in Nick Pope's case, even now, I mean, you know, is one clean sheet away from the 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 Golden Glove. You know, Edison. I think he was if he'd kept the clean sheet in this last match, uh, he would have tied with Edison for the the Golden Glove, um, which is uh, which I mean, which would have been it seems incredible. It you know? seems a bit undeserved because you feel like Edison's kind of like one of the more kind of calamitous goalkeepers. Not like Dean Henderson, mm. who's kind of been probably one of the more consistent goalkeepers this season. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it, 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 it does seem a bit... Um, Edison, I mean, it, I suppose Edison is... I'm surprised Bert Leno didn't get the Golden Glove or whatever, but he got injured. So. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you have to keep clean sheets to get the Golden Glove, don't you? I mean, it, well, it was done on like the num- number of saves per oh, match. Yeah. Um, yeah, then, that's what I'm then thinking. Then maybe, of. maybe Bernd Leno. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. 
I was thinking of saves, not clean sheets. But that's such a yeah. That's such an arbitrary uh, thing. Yeah, it's, it wasn't even. What is a clean yeah, sheet? Even exactly. you know, in exactly. this day and age, really. Yeah, um, it should be the I, most number of saves. I think. I like an unclean sheet. It has character. Yeah. Okay. This is the thing. This this whole thing is just geared to for the big clubs. When all it's the trainers, bias, yeah. It's, it's, clean clean sheet bias. I'm, a, and I'm sick of it. You totally, know, the fans the fans are sick of it. Totally rigged system. Need to drain yep. the swamp. Drain the swamp. It's broken Britain. <laughs> Man, nobody says that anymore. It's what are they, uh, what are, what's what's the new broken Britain? What do people say instead now? I, I was going to say something like um, uh, the 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 oh, what's that word? Uh, paralyzed Premier League. I don't know the mm. the the the. What begins with P? Uh, uh, the uh, prairie. The uh, praxis. The uh, potty. Potty Premier League. The <laughs> the the poopy potty Premier League. Yep. I'm popping all over my mic now. <laughs> uh, we'll fix that in post. Yeah, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. Um. But what the another yeah. thing they brought in the season was VAR, and uh, all the football fans just welcomed it with open arms. They just love VAR. Yeah, everyone loves it. I mean, we, I think, brought in. We are we are pro VAR, aren't we? We are, aren't we? We've gone on the record as being pro VAR. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it was it's amazing that it was brought in uh, with with as little incident as it was. You know, there, yeah. there was no. No controversies whatsoever um, with, as a result of no, VAR yeah. being brought in, and everybody loves it, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not any incompetent referees or anything. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, yeah, the, the fact that it's, you know, it's a brand new technology and we're entrusting it to uh, a group of very old men who've never had to use anything like this before. Um, it's, like, it's like giving your grandpa an iPhone. It's like, it's, yeah, or not, yeah, or like an iPad. Like yeah. you know, it just it, it's it's even more simple than an iPhone, but it's still just uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, did you see Mike Dean was like visibly uh, <laughs> like when it, when VAR gave the penalty in the the Arsenal Watford match uh, at the very start of the uh, the very start of the game. Uh, Mike Dean obviously didn't give it, and then VAR called it back and eventually awarded the penalty. But his face was very much like oh, well. Oh. Well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Like he, he looked like he looked like he sort of um, was very passive aggressively, just like oh, yeah, okay then, all right. Guess it is a penalty then, all right. Like he, he didn't look happy at all about the fact that he'd been overruled on that. Yeah, Mike Dean has always been a he's always been a good ref for Arsenal games. He's always been sort of a any any match really. Yeah. I find he he just sort of um, just sort of fades into the background. You know, he never. He never makes the game all about him. No. You know, he's got no no ego, no ego on the man. He's, never has to uh, sort of make himself the the, the focus of uh, of each match that he that he officiates. He's never when Tottenham have scored. He never sort of ran in celebration as they scored the goal. Forgot where he was. That's never <laughs> happened. Did he did he do that? Yeah, there's a video of him in a Tottenham game. <laughs> where 
he, he <laughs> runs like he's gonna go off and celebrate with them. <laughs> I think. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. He um. He uh, like a lot of men. I think he's, he's obviously grown like a lockdown beard. He's got like lockdown facial hair. Yeah. Generally, I'm I'm very pro uh, dudes growing out their facial hair. I think you know it, it's it, it's very rarely a, a bad look for anybody. Um, well, but Mike Dean bad. is one of the exceptions to that. Mike Dean looks like absolute shit with his beard. He he looks so much older with his beard. It, it's unreal. Like he just it, it's. It looks like he should have retired ten years ago when he's when he's got the beard. He looks like absolute dog shit. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck Mike Dean. It Can't looks, wait for that fucker it, to. It looks like a. Refereeing. It looks like a teacher I had at school with that bald head and beard. Just me. He looks like if Jasper Carrot was evil. <laughs> you mean he's not? What? How know. dare you? Uh, Jasper a national yeah, treasure. He's a, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, final day of the season, that was so the, the relegation um, kind of uh, the relegation tussle was uh, resolved sort of fairly late on because Villa went 1-0 up against West Ham I think like the 84th minute and then in the 85th minute West Ham equalized through like a just like a real freak fluke of an own goal like we're not it's not I don't think it's an own goal I think it went down as a Yarmolenko goal but um yeah he took a shot from just outside the penalty area and I think it hit like the inside of uh Jack Grealish's boot and just loops way up into the air and dips just below the crossbar there's no way um that yeah there's no way the keeper's going to get to it um it reminds me of that own goal that uh, was it Vincent Company scored a few years ago, where he like goes to clear the ball with the side of his foot, but the ball rolls up his body, uh, and it rolls all the way up his body and then up over his yeah. head and then behind the keeper. Is that? Was <laughs> it was that, a bit like that, except from way further out. It was like another one of those FIFA goals, those uh, scripted goals that the. Uh... It's becoming. It's it's hard to tell what's real and what's the, a video game anymore. If I'm honest, we are in the simulation. I mean, yeah. you know, th- there's no there's no question of that. Yeah, it was just another. The one question of- is, are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? You know, I, I, this is a false dichotomy. I I think this whole red pill blue pill. I mean. They're both at the end of the day, you're gonna get a boner no matter what, you yeah. know. I think the blue pill's more likely to give you a boner. I mean that's what I, I don't know. I mean I had a um, personal personal uh, thing. I had a I somehow got a stiff neck uh, yesterday. I don't know how I did that. Well I must have uh got, you must have taken <laughs> taken too much if you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> stuck in your throat and yeah, uh... stuck in your throat. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, here's uh, Ed Sheeran with "Shape of You." Um, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, Villa stay up by the skin of their teeth. Um, great, good for them. Uh, Yay, woohoo! I guess I I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I I, <laughs> I just I know some people that are Villa fans that are quite difficult to get along with. So I was kind of hoping that they'd. Uh, They'd go down, um, but yeah, whatever. They will. I mean, they'll probably go down next season, won't they? Unless they, well, if they unless sell they, Jack Graylish, mean, but 
Yeah, I mean, unless they spend phenomenally in the in the transfer window, I mean, they spent an insane amount of money uh, before this season started. But yeah, if they sell Grealish and um, vastly improve their team, then maybe. But uh, I'd put them as candidates to go down again next season. Would you have Grealish at Arsenal? Um, he, uh, he's got a he's got too, something. Uh, he's got some nice quads on him. He's got some very handsome he must, quads. He must bike a lot. I don't know. He's uh, yeah. I think it's the shorts. I think the shorts that he wears. He he deliberately wears um very tight, very short shorts. I don't know if you've noticed. Mm. Obviously, I have. Um, to to I, I feel he does that to showcase his legs. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I'm too distracted thinking about Jack Grealish's uh, tight tight body, mm. his hot bod. Um, I don't. I, I feel like we've got a lot of players that are similar to him already at Arsenal. But I don't know. Maybe he's better than than what we've got. I, I don't know. Um, that's sort of the next test for him isn't it really is whether he can go to a big club and um and sort of throw you know because it could be a, you know it could be like a ross barkley situation where he goes to a, a big club and just disappears completely um or he can end up being you know it could be like a raheem sterling type mm. scenario where he you know he ends up becoming one of the best in the world um and targeted by I, our media anyway yes exactly yeah uh it's quite funny. I, I mean, talk- he's, a, he's a white brummy. I don't think he's going to get targeted by the media. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he, he, he broke the, the quarantine like a bunch of times, didn't he? And like nobody really cared. Yeah. Number of players. I think if did Raheem that. Sterling had been caught doing that, it would have been yeah. very different. Number of players from all, all clubs did stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the best one is Kyle Walker, who uh, broke the quarantine to go to an orgy <laughs> and oh got God. busted. Oh, I'm so I'm so like, jealous. Oh man! <laughs> On the one hand, it's you know, yeah, he's got the right to a private life and everything like that. But it, I mean, it's very funny that you know, during a during an international uh, global pandemic uh, where everyone's in lockdown, he was just like, yeah, but I gotta, I gotta fuck, you know, I gotta, I gotta get this nut off. Hmm. Um, couldn't just you know. Couldn't just stay home and watch porn and jack off. He had to. He had to go to the orgy. Been looking forward to this for months. I thought it was. Uh, I changed subject very quickly, and uh, mm. I thought it was quite funny. The Liverpool Chelsea game. Uh, Frank Lampard got very, very upset because it wasn't a foul, and then uh, Liverpool scored from the free kick. I was. Quite, and then mm. the same thing happened with Chelsea against Wolves. That uh, Wolves. Uh, well, Chelsea got a free kick, which kind of wasn't really much of a. I don't know. Yeah, not a whole lot in it. Yeah, and then and then they score from it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then he got very angry about the you know the the coaching staff saying that like they were disrespectful or whatever. And I don't know. I, I I'm kind of on Jurgen Klopp's side. It's just like yeah, yeah man. You know, this shit's going to happen. Like big picture, both clubs have had a very good season. Like who cares mm-hmm. really? But yeah, Frank didn't yeah. seem to be able to let it go. He's got that, it's that Chelsea side of him, you know, he's, he, he scratched the surface and it comes out. Yeah, I don't, well, I, I don't know. 
I like Frank Lampard. I think he's of, of all that kind of era because in that kind of era of Chelsea players, there are some real. I mean, you know, we've included enough of them in the shit yeah, house eleven. Right. There are some real nasty cunts, but um, yeah, no, I, I like Frank Lampard. He seems like a nice guy, and he, you know, he was a he was a great player. And um, I mean, he's done way better than I think I certainly I expected him to in his first season with with Chelsea, given like the the transfer ban and everything that they had mm. going on. Um, I really thought that they'd sort of. I thought Chelsea had kind of fucked themselves by hiring like a you know a beloved club legend. I think they'd sort of done him a little bit dirty because he, the only managing job he'd had before that was getting to the playoffs with Derby, sort of like throw him in at the deep end, managing Chelsea, trying to you know get them back competing for the for titles and whatnot. I was just like, that seems like they just feel like like great ex players don't always make great managers. In fact, it's quite often the opposite. Um, so I was, I was expecting it to be quite a sort of brutal um, kind of crash course for him. But so far he's done an amazing job. I mean, you know, wait and see what happens after this summer. They're already, you know, they're already getting busy with the, with the, getting busy with the checkbook, yeah. um, signing that uh, Werner and uh, Kai Havertz is uh, apparently on the way. Yeah. Zayek from Ajax. Yeah. They'll probably be getting rid of Kepper because he seems like uh, a trouble. And uh, he mm. got dropped for the last game. So rumours of he'd be leaving. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, how long is. Because like, uh, Willian's also out of contract as well, mm. isn't he? And I think. I don't know how long Giroud's um, going to be there for as well. So yeah, it could be a bit of a, quite a bit of a kind of um, change around at, second, at Chelsea. Could be second season syndrome, maybe. The uh, could be, and um, uh, the signings they're making though do look pretty good. Yeah. Um So I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They, they could be. Uh, I, I think yeah, a few people are kind of tipping them to be kind of outside of the. Um, Outside of Liverpool and Man City, who are obviously miles ahead of everyone else, I think Chelsea are one of the ones that a lot of people are tipping to kind of uh, one of the few teams that can actually potentially compete with uh, with Liverpool and City. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess uh, we'll, we'll see. And uh, what was it? Man United, Leicester. I wanted to. It's just so typical that uh, the, the player, the okay, last. Leicester. <laughs> Leicester balls it up and. Uh, who got the last yeah. say? Oh, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> the- His uh, first goal in nearly two years, yeah. um, which is, yeah, almost like he's just, just to remind everybody that he's still there, I guess. Yeah. Um, good old Messi, Messi Lingard. Messi Lingard. Pops up with a, yeah. just the easiest tap in he'll ever score. I say that, I mean, I'm sure he's missed easier chances. Um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, Johnny Evans getting himself sent off for just a ridiculous, <laughs> horrible tackle. Doing a favour for his ex-club, surely not. Ah, give yeah. it. Ah, oh, no, say it ain't so. Hmm. But yeah, Leicester absolutely bottled it, um, which is a shame. I would have liked to see them sort of, you know, finish more comfortably in the in the top four. Um, they could have, yeah. Um, but I mean, well, I suppose. But you got to say. Congratulations to Jamie Vardy, um, Golden Boot winner at 33, the oldest ever winner of, of the Golden Boot, um, which is a, a, an insane achievement. Um, kind of proves that he's still, he's still got it and he's still kind of, 
I think he looks like a better player now than he did when they won the league. Almost, I, I think his like his all round game seems to be a lot better. He's sort of he doesn't just he doesn't he, he's not all just pace now. He seems to actually kind of fight for the ball, hold it up for other players and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, um, I was looking at the post lockdown uh, table, and where do you think Leicester would have had ended up? Post lockdown, they've been pretty dodgy post lockdown, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely bottom half. Yep. Are they were they like fifteenth, sixteenth, sixteenth. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal would have I been did. seventh. Uh, Liverpool would have been yeah. sixth. <laughs> yeah. City, United, mm. Southampton, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea. That's probably the the real. Big comeback of the season was Southampton after the nine 0 drubbing. And yeah, that's probably the big. I comeback mean, it's of the nuts. Season. I mean, it, obviously, it feels like a long time ago now because I mean, partly because it was, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, unthinkable that they uh, after after that nine nil. You know, I mean, we're talking about Leicester. You know that that nine nil uh, spanking that they got at home uh, to Leicester. I mean, it just um, crazy that they. Finished, <laughs> finished. You know, well, comfortably mid table. I mean, they're almost in the top half. They finished eleventh, didn't they? Um, I'm just looking at the yeah the the league now, and it's yeah unbeaten in I don't know how many games. I mean, yeah, at least in the last five matches. Yeah, I mean, you got to credit them with um, actually giving Hassan Hurtle more time. You know, they 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 backed him and not. I mean. Basically, no clubs do that anymore. I mean, I can't. Mm. No, you know, I can't think of any other club that would back a, a manager after losing nine nil at home like that. But they did, and it's paid off. And it's, it's. I mean, good for them because that is. I think a lot of other teams need to pay attention to that. Frankly, yeah. Danny Ings, you know, sort of after yeah. his uh, not so great spell at Liverpool, is uh, bounced back as a. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a very. I mean, yeah. We. I think we we talked about him in a previous episode. I mean, he's sort of he's had. This, I feel like this is the first full season without any major injury problems he's had in the Premiership, and he's finally had a chance to show everybody just how good he is. Um, so I'm I'm really really happy for him that he's again. You know, he, he was pushing for the Golden Boot alongside um, Aubameyang and 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 Vardy. Um, I mean, yeah, it's great for him. I mean, hopefully he can stay fit now because I, I assumed he was older than he was. I mean, he's only 27, so he's still, you know, he, he's still got a, potentially a, a few more seasons still to, to, to go and continue improving. I mean, he might, he, he could end up at a, a bigger club again, you know. He sort of went from Bournemouth to Burnley to Liverpool to Saints. Um, you know, if he stays in this kind of form, he could, he could well end up at another um, big club. I mean, you think like... City, obviously, you know, they've got their their squad, the whole sort of thing of all those pep teams is that he's got like 22 world-class players, you know, so he's got like a, a, a start, two starting 11s that he can rotate between. Um, I mean, you could see him being a, you know, a, a backup in the future for, for Gabriel Jesus, maybe, you know, after Aguero moves on. Because that, that's the other thing. Um, obviously, the end of this season was marked the last, uh, last match, David Silva. The, uh, the magician, they call him. They do. Um, yeah, ten, 
10 years at City and he's just, the guy has just won pretty much everything there is to win um, in English football. And I mean, he's been, it's been amazing to, to watch him. I mean, it, you know, he's truly one of the best midfielders I think that's ever played um, in, in, in English football. Yeah, he's everything that they say would never f- work in the uh, Premier League. You know, he's s- small. Uh, yeah, you know, not not necessarily the fastest player, but uh, you know, he somehow manages yeah. to find that space or that pass. He hasn't even also. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't have like a particularly big personality. You know, he just seems to yeah. keep to himself. He seems like a nice guy. Gets on with everybody. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, you think like yeah. Everything that we're sort of told about, like yeah, like what you've got to do to succeed in in football, but yeah, he just like you said, he's able to find these spaces that almost shouldn't exist and see passes that no one would ever, no one else would ever think of making. Um, it's just yeah, it's been. I mean, I would imagine he'll probably have if he hasn't got a statue outside the Etihad already. I mean, he'll probably. I would imagine he'll he'll get one because um, he's been. Yeah, just consistently, like I said, one of the one of the best there's ever been. Um, so it's, yeah, good uh, good way to send him off. Uh, you know, smashing Norwich five. I watching the highlights of that match. Um, it was <laughs> watching the, the highlights of that match and seeing how um, Kevin De Bruyne was was playing. It felt like um, it felt like that bit in like a superhero movie where it's like you see the the bad guy getting uh, like more and more powerful. And like everyone's just like, oh no, he's 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 too strong. We can't we can't do anything. It just felt like watching Kevin De Bruyne was just a bit like that. It was like, oh, there's just there's nothing anyone can do about this guy. Like there, there is, he's truly unplayable. Like no one is going to be able to do anything to stop him. He is only getting better and better and more powerful. I mean, the fact he had, you know, in this. Uh, this year's goal of the season, he had two goals nominated, one of which was one of the ones he scored on the final day. I mean, it, he's he's kind of, I mean, he's I guess he's the new David Silver, isn't he? I mean, he's he's sort of taken that role of just the 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 midfield orchestrator, the guy that pulls all the strings. Um, but yeah, it's 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 frightening how how good he he is looking now. Yeah, it's funny. Is a uh, another uh, well, he's originally signed. To Chelsea under was it Mourinho, and uh, didn't work out for him at, uh, at Chelsea. Might even say he was a he was a flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, famously, yeah, yeah. And so was uh, another uh, ex Chelsea player, uh, Mohamed Salah, uh, another flop. I was gonna say, yeah, I think like yeah. At one point, they had Chelsea had Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne, um, and like yeah, and like Lukaku as well. Like it, 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 it's. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It's like they really could have they could have been truly unstoppable. Uh but yeah. They had Mourinho's manager anyway. Yeah, he just, yeah, I mean yeah. he's you know Mourinho's the greatest just- manager ever now. They're gonna have a statue of him outside the top stadium. Yeah. Yeah, great tactician. Great he's uh, yeah. Great man. He truly humbled us, Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are, uh, to quote Stormzy, we are blinded by your grace, uh, Mourinho. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, he's, what, he was saying some bullshit after Tottenham's match, wasn't he? As well? I can't remember what he, he was like, I, uh, I, oh, that he, 
that's it. He uh, he was like, we're in the Europa League. I didn't really want to be in the Europa League. I wanted to be in the Champions League. But the other two times I've played in the Europa League, I've won it. So hopefully I can win it a third time. It's just like, I, are you <laughs> you going to give like your players any credit whatsoever? No, or just like, is that, no, I've I've won I've won the Europa League twice. Um, so hopefully I can do it again. I had a uh, a theory that if Newcastle were to be taken over, that he would try and get the job because of the Bobby Robson connection that he would want. Oh to like, yeah, he would want to like you know, uh, honor his mentor. And it's always been but also a dream. prove it's also a, prove that he's better than him. Yeah, basically, and uh, that's my theory. I mean, obviously, there's nothing. This is just you know connections, and if. if yeah, I mean, I, to be taken over, but. could have. But yeah, I mean, if if they're gonna, yeah, he'll cause a if they do end up Spurs and say Levy <laughs> didn't give me the money for the transfers. He's almost like, yeah, yeah, as he always does. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, it's like when is Levy ever given anyone at Spurs money for the transfers? Like, bitch, you knew that going in. Like, if he tries to, if he tries to sort of uh, use that excuse, which he absolutely will. Um, it's just, I mean, yeah, clearly it's just him, uh, trying to, to sour things so he can get a move somewhere else. Like he does everywhere he goes. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, what else happened? Um, yeah, it was all just kind of meh. End of season. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a few matches where, you know, teams weren't really, there was nothing left to play for. Um, you know, that, that, you get that every season. But yeah, it's been a very weird. I mean, it's obviously been the longest season. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's that's ever happened because there's a fucking three month gap in the middle of it. But uh, yeah, very weird season. Um, hopefully next next one's better. Should we? Is it probably too early to make predictions of the next season? But. <laughs> I think yeah, we gotta we gotta wait um, till maybe a yeah a week before the the next season starts. I mean, we don't even know the the third championship team getting uh, promoted yet, do we? So um, we've got to let's have a look because that's one of those Swansea, Fulham, or is it Cardiff? Cardiff, right? Yeah, and there so yeah, Cardiff and Fulham semi-finals nil-nil at the moment as we as we record. They're at half time. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, we will, we'll get to, um, predictions and, uh, all of that, uh, in a, in a few weeks. I mean, again, we're not gonna have to wait very long because it's only going to be, I think it's, uh, it kicks off again on the 12th of September, yeah. which is like just over a month away. So yeah, yeah, we got that, that to look forward to. And then also, you know, there's the transfer window and everything. We see who, who signs who signs who and who moves where. And I mean, for, you know, from an Arsenal point of view, are we actually going to, are we going to have a transfer budget at all? Or are we going to have to sell players to finance mm. moves for players? Or is Aubameyang going to stay? There seem to be signs that maybe he is. I mean, there's, there's, you know, a few little conspiracy theories out there. Um, the fact that, they, you know, they obviously released their new kit. Um, and there's all the promotional photos have a Bamiyang in them in the uh, in next season's kit, and um, 
there was a <laughs> I saw that someone highlighted a, a tweet from I think the official Arsenal Twitter account um, saying uh, after the Watford match it was uh, yeah signing off uh, the season with a win whatever whatever but, but it was a picture of uh, Aubameyang and they just yeah. zoomed in on the word signing and there's like a little emoji with their hand with yeah. the pen um, so you know and I think Arteta seems to be talking a bit more confidently about being able to convince him to stay a few weeks ago, he didn't sound, uh, he really didn't sound that certain. So hopefully, um, hopefully, yeah, he's done enough to, to keep him, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I just want Ozil to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. But he probably, fortunately, he'll probably just milk the, milk the club and just play out the contract and, all this stuff because he's not um, even he's not even been on the bench since the restart like he's just mm-hmm. not like I think he's been on the bench for the Southampton match and that's it he's not played um, so it's just he's clearly not he's not part of the the you know he, he's clearly not part of Arteta's plans no so just yeah take take the move go somewhere else we gotta we gotta yeah, we got to offload him somehow. Yeah, it's that's the one. That's the only thing I really want to see. I mean, I'm just looking. I look at all the rumors, and I'm just like, I don't know who these players. I'm getting to that age where I don't know who these players are. <laughs> all these, all these whippersnappers. I have to pretend that I know who they are just through YouTube compilations and looking up stats yeah. or whatever. Their or their FIFA ability score, whatever you know. <laughs> Would you? Because uh, I think it obviously his his loan uh, to Milan is coming to an end, but I think United are are keen to offload him permanently. Would you take Sanchez back? Ooh, yeah, I think he'd be useful. I don't know. I think if you play him the right, I think yeah. I think he's better maybe at that kind of I, I don't know, I think he's better at receiving the ball, if you know what I mean. Not a player who is like a creator. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. getting on the end of crosses or, you know, a, a cross cub shot kind yeah. of pass. And he's gonna get that that kind of player we was. Yeah. I don't know how I haven't really been following into Milan. Yeah, I have no idea how he's doing out there either. But um, I don't know. He's getting. I'd, I'd rather favor young players, to be honest. I mean, he tried to have yeah. experience. He'd probably work hard, but I don't know. Having said that, I mean, and you know, there's rumors of it. I mean, if if we can, if if we get uh, Willian on a free, like we mentioned, his contracts up at Chelsea, um, wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't turn my nose up no. at that. He's been sort of. Through all of the various managers they've had um, over the last uh, over the last few years, he seems to have remained pretty consistently um, deadly. Especially, for, I mean, from set pieces particularly. I mean, he's you know he's sort of for a, for a long time he was like their their set piece expert. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'd take I'd take if we're talking kind of you know older players that we could realistically get, I'd, I'd take Willian. Yeah, I don't know. There's also the um... Wilfred Zaha. Will I am. 
Wilfred Sahara saga that keeps going on. I don't know, but he, is he just too too much of a kind of I don't know a diva or something to have around? I do, yeah, yeah. I don't. Again, it's it's sort of similar to when you asked me about like Jack Grealish. I, I feel like he's a bit um, similar to a lot of players we already have that yeah. I don't think I you know I don't. I don't think he's better than Saka. I don't think he's, you know, I think like, you know, Reese Nelson or Eddie Nketiah could, could easily end up being better than him. Um, he seems to have stalled a little bit at Palace. I don't think he's quite, I mean, he's clearly their best player by a mile, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just because he doesn't want to play there anymore or what, but he doesn't seem to, It. it yeah, he it, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, seem obvious to me that he would thrive at a bigger club hmm. um even though he clearly wants to move away so i i yeah i don't know i i, I i'm skeptical if we're still i mean again this is under emery i mean i don't you know, we might not be interested in him um anymore yeah so i uh, and also i would imagine there'd be a press, pretty hefty price tag yeah. on him um i'd rather that money pro- you know spread across multiple signings throughout the team rather than putting all the eggs in the, the Zaha yeah. basket because we know what happens you know we've seen what happens with, with Pepe when you when you do kind of spend a lot of money on one player it just means that everything they do is under the microscope um, and I think you know overall Pepe's had a good yeah. first season um, and I feel like there's yeah definitely more to come from him but uh, yeah it's sort of it's just I mean he's fucked either way you know anytime he makes any kind of mistake everyone's just going to be like oh 72 million for that it's just yeah I'm waiting for the uh, how much United are willing to spend on Jaden Sancho like today yeah. it was 98 million or something they were asking and or like it's <laughs> first day of the transfer window and you're already coming out with like 98 million <laughs> yeah I mean I he's He's hot shit right now, that Jaden Sancho. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's probably it's going to cost something like that to 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 get him, I think. But it's just whether you know whether United are going to spend it or not. Because um, I don't know. I feel like because the 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 owners at United seem to be a bit. You get the feeling they're a bit uh, fed up with these uh, kind of big marquee signings that the various managers have made <laughs> since they got, since Fergie left, you know, yeah. fucking a hundred million on Pogba, 80 million on Lukaku, 80 million on Maguire. Maguire. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I can think of in terms of football slash transfer speculation, uh, news, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh just go back to the championship playoffs. Looks like it's always oh, one nil now. Uh looks like yeah, Fulham have gone one nil up. So yeah. Uh yeah. Onomar has uh, scored for Fulham, Josh Onomar. So Fulham could be back in the back in the Prem. Um if they get through this this semi final and win the uh, win the playoffs. Um yeah. We'll see. Wait and see. Yeah, uh, just trying to think. Is any more football stuff to to talk about? Looks like oh, another breaking news, which obviously won't be breaking by the time you listen to this. Looks like Adam Lallana has gone off to Brighton. He's been signed by mm. Brighton. Um, 
since his I think his his contract was his contract up at Liverpool or yeah free transfer yeah, probably, yeah his contract yeah. was up so he's uh, yeah moving to Brighton so Con- good for him I congrats. guess congrats yeah <laughs> yeah kind of mixed views on Brighton they got one or two players who uh, I don't like yeah we've uh <laughs> Yeah, we've we've kind of covered uh, our thoughts on certain Brighton players uh, that uh, you know the rumours are some of them uh, some of them get less pay, some of them get more pay than others, <laughs> and those players can fuck off. Yeah, they can. The more pay ones can fuck off into the bin. Um, so I guess yeah, that's that covers uh, real football. But I think what everyone uh, is is tuned in for, and what they're all actually interested in, uh, is the fantasy football roundup for uh, for our, our beloved Bona League this season. Um, so we, we'll uh, we'll run down the uh, the final rankings for uh, for Bona League um, just now. Um, so let's have a look here. So in thirteenth place, um, we've got uh, we've got Darren Jones with the God Squad. Um, I feel like <laughs> just looking at his team, he didn't really engage much beyond the first week of the season. Um, I think the the gimmick there was that it was uh, it's all players with sort of religious names, isn't it? Sort of, uh, yeah. He's got Pope Angelino, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's at Jesus, Leipzig. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, like I said, a lot of players here that have uh, gone out on loan or have been sold to other clubs. Um, so yeah, I don't think he, don't think he really paid much attention beyond the uh, beyond the first week of the season there. So yeah, um, and he, yeah, he finished the season on uh, one thousand one hundred and seventy-seven points. Um, yeah, quite a big gap here uh, between twelfth uh, and thirteenth. So in twelfth place, we have. Um, we have uh, Ray ruined Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> oh. I think, uh, but Ray is spelled wrong. No, she did. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I, you can't. I know. You. It's very. You can't. It's very hard for you to hear your uh, your future wife talked about in in that way. I will not. Um, have my wife spoken to that. But like I said, uh, yeah, Ray is spelled wrong, um, and it's. The, well, it's James Fosterino. It's one of one of several uh, James Fosters, several Foster imposters um, teams that we've we've got in Bona League here. I believe that is our friend Martin Higgins, um, who uh, recently got married. So congratulations, Martin, um, and uh, well done um, on uh, yeah on avoiding <laughs> avoiding relegation this season. I, I think last season, um, I think last season Martin finished bottom. I, I, I can't quite remember, but yeah. This season, uh, being propped up by by Darren, so uh, so that's good. Um, just a quick look at his team here. Um, yeah, he did pretty well this week. Yeah, forty eight points. He had Ings, Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. Um, then uh, moving up into eleventh place, um, we got our friend uh, Tariq. We got Tariq Shah with Millhouse. Um, that's, a, that's a good team name. Um, oh, Martin finished on uh, yeah one thousand seven hundred ninety one points. By the way. Um, Tariq's got 1,801 points, so uh, exactly a 10-point gap between uh, between him and Martin. So, so yeah, Millhouse in 11th place. Uh, and uh, now we're getting into the uh, the big 10, the top 10. We got our very own, the Yeet Man, 
Lawrence Yates uh, in tenth place <laughs> with <laughs> get him out, get him out, rubbish. Yates out, Yates out. Um, so we get yeah, Lawrence Yates with uh, mantle with a plum on uh, one thousand eight hundred and fifty-one points. Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah, you're comfortably in tenth there. You, you finish in the, the top ten. 55 points for the final game week. Let's have a quick look here. Yeah, you got your you got your Fernandez there. You captain Captain Harry Kane. How can you? How look, how dare you? It's it's no longer called mental aplomb. It's the cursed eleven. I got okay, well, the next change, season. I'm got, gonna the chain. The name has been dropped, and it's now gonna be yeah, called can, the cursed eleven. You can I don't change know, the how, team yeah. name whenever you want. Yeah, you can change I, the team name whenever okay. you want. So I I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. And then uh, up in ninth um, on 1,880 points, uh, we got Jason Manning with uh, Pulisicki. Um, yeah, I think that's the first, uh, first of the pun names that we've, that we've got here. Um, uh, just above Jason uh, in eighth place on exactly 1,900 points. Um, so 20 points ahead of Jason. We've got uh, James Fostieri. With James uh, Esoy Barato, um, which I'm sure is offensive in in Spanish, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what that means. Um, and I believe that is our friend uh, Tom Paul Reeves uh, using uh, only Hispanic players. I think is the the gimmick of that team. I believe. Uh, although, hang on. Having said that, uh, he's got Henderson and Alexander Arnold in the side, so maybe not. Um, Maybe it's, yeah, maybe that's not Tom at all. I don't know. Um, up in seventh, we got, uh, again, another another James Foster imposter. Uh, James Fister with uh, Fozzer's Bargain Buys on uh, 1,929 points. Um, I'm not sure. I think that might be Mikey. I'm not sure. Uh, I say Mikey, Michael, uh, Mr. McFarlane. Um not a bad final game week, 101 points. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Captain Dabamiang, got De Bruyne in there, Grealish, Martial, Van Dyke, Lundstrom. Yeah, very, uh, very good week. <laughs> very good week for Mr. James Fister. Um, then we got uh, men's fashion, all one word. Uh, again, another, another Foster imposter, Mr. Jemaz Festor. Uh, which I believe is uh, one of our Australian friends. Well, he's not Australian, but he lives in Australia. Uh, Mr. Doctor Doctor James Brown, um, and he's on one thousand nine hundred and seventy nine points. Nineteen seventy nine, very good Smashing Pumpkins song. Um, and then we move into the top five, uh, the big five for, for the end of the season. We got uh, so at number five on two thousand and two points. It's uh, two thousand and two. I believe that's the year that Reanimation by Linkin Park came out. A bit of uh, Linkin Park trivia for you, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for fun trivia for all you uh, Parkheads out there. Um, so we got uh, R.I.P. Chester I believe, Bennington. R.I.P. Chester Bennington. I think I believe it's we've just passed the third anniversary um, of uh, of his death. So yeah, um, yeah very sad. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I believe this is the real uh, James Foster. Uh, with the real James Foster, please stand up. And isn't that funny? That's very timely. Actually, well, no, he's got 2002 points. That's a very 2002 joke. Um, so uh, it's very fitting. Um, and his his team name, um, which has, I think, the the most uh, player names crammed into it, Keeper Me Gun at Suze. Keeper Me Gun at Suze. So K 
Kepa, me, Gun, and Atsu. Um, just a nonsense sentence. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's uh, just looking at his, his team for the final week. Looks as though it's uh, yeah pretty strong final week for him. He's played his bench boost there. He's got 65 points. The only uh, sort of fly in the ointment there is he's got Johnny Evans, um, which is obviously chalked off two points. His, uh, his red card and I guess the fact that he uh, didn't keep a clean sheet. Uh, similar to me, he captained Vardy on the final day, assuming that Vardy would uh, make that final push for the golden boot, which he didn't do. because he. But it doesn't matter because from his point of view, who fucking cares? He won the thing anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, um, then in, in fourth place, so uh, securing uh, Champions League football uh, is is me, Oli Munster, with, uh, with my team, the Beatles. Um, Finishing the season on uh, 2,060 points. Uh, Got to say, I'm a little disappointed that there were, you know a couple of weeks ago I was I was making a sort of a, a late push for second because um, uh, yeah, there's sort of quite a quite a sort of tight race at one point between the the three of us that finished fourth, third, and second. Um, yeah, I didn't have such a great final week there. 51 points. Uh, I'd used up all my chips. I couldn't use bench boost or anything like that. Um, really, I'd only kept afloat by. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, um, who I probably should have captained in retrospect, but uh, yeah, De Bruyne and Fernandez kind of uh, saved me there a little bit. Um, in third, we have uh, last year's champion, so very much the uh, the, the Man City of, of this year's Bona League, um, Mr. Gary Hill, um, who uh, is uh, to date our only guest of the of the podcast. Um, should have organised this better and had at least one of the uh, the Bona boys. Uh, on to uh, to talk about Bona League. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll go do a bit more of a, a deep dive and talk about next season. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Gary looks like he played his free hit in this final week. Um, probably a smart move. I, I probably that's what, that's what I did. Free hit. Yeah, I, yeah. I get impatient. I, I want to <laughs> leap ahead of people earlier in the season, so I tend to use all mine up well in advance. But um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're Captain Sterling there, you got Harry Kane, Danny Ings. Um, they all did all right. Everyone else sort of one or two points each between um, uh, of them. So, um, so yeah, so we've got uh, Gary in third on 2,071 points, only 11 points ahead of uh, ahead of me. Could have, I had my head in the game, probably could have, uh, could have pipped him there, but uh, it doesn't matter. Like I said, top four, Champions League football, can't complain. Um, at least I didn't. Uh, I didn't lester it up. You know, I didn't drop out of the, the, the top four um, on the final day. Um, and then we get to the uh, the top two. So uh, runner up for for this uh, this season's Bona League. Um, I have to say, I, I'm uh, amazed by by the consistency of uh, of our runner up here, Mr. Simon Atkins, um, with with his team FC Juan Jalapenos, um, which is. Not a particularly timely name, um, if you're a football fan. I believe Shuan Jalal was Bournemouth's goalkeeper maybe four or five years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he finished comfortably in second um, by the end, uh, 2,112 points. Um, so well out ahead there. And like I said, it, you know, towards the end of the season here, I was I was making a, a I was things were going well. I was making a, a late push for for second place. Um, but I was just astounded by how consistently uh, Simon was was bringing in the big points. Um, he just seemed to be on one of those runs where just uh, whatever player he was, whatever players he was putting in, even like things that seemed kind of out of left field. Like he'd captain, he'd captain defenders. You know, he'd captain like Virgil Van Dyke and stuff, and that'd be one of the weeks that Van Dyke scored and kept a clean sheet or whatever. 
Um, so yeah, we uh, don't. I'm suspicious. Could well be. Could well be. Yeah, he's got the. Uh, you think he's got like the uh, the sports almanac from Back to the Future? Maybe. I think so. Um, yeah, that's. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but yeah, strong final day for him. Sixty-one points again. Played a free hit. Captain Bruno Fernandez, so that's 22 points right off the bat there, just from Fernandez, and he's also got De Bruyne, Ings, Stanislas, uh, all scored. Um, so yeah, very, very strong season from uh, from Simon. Um, we'll see see how he does next. Maybe yeah, maybe next season he could uh, he, he he could push for the the title. But um, speaking of the title, and I mean this one was was sewn up uh, months ago. To be honest, probably it's it, similar to Liverpool. This was sewn up pre lockdown, I think. Um, no one was ever, ever going to catch him. But uh, number one uh, by an absolute country mile with 2,322 points uh, is Tom Reeves with uh, Tosin one-off. Uh, comes, in, hang on, uh, hang on. Chain, I want to play a sound. I want to play a sound. If this is the right oh, one. okay. Yeah. There we go. The horn of victory. Um and then, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's the 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 twenty two air horn salute for uh, for our friend Tom. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it it was absolutely a, you know pretty much a foregone conclusion um, that that he was going to win it a long time ago. But again, very very strong final day of the season. Ninety five points. Um, once again, played his free hit. Captain Aubameyang, he's got 32 points just from Aubameyang alone. And he's also got Grealish, Fernandez, Martial, Stanislas, Jesus, Kane, Van Dyke. I mean, just a, an absolute... How does he fit them all in? I just don't... Exactly, yeah. I mean, all the, I mean it, it doesn't seem possible, frankly. All those players are very expensive. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, yeah, you got to hand it to him. He's, uh, he's Liverpooled this whole thing. He's just absolutely romped to it. Um, and no one's been able to stop him. So... Congratulations uh, to Tom. You are the uh, you are this uh, this season's Bona League uh, champion. Um, so it's uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, we'll give him a round of applause. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So Gary's uh, Gary's got a point to prove next season. I think much like Man City. Um, you know, he, he was he, Gary was was dominant for a few seasons, and he's been uh, humbled. It, it seems like so. He's got to get back in the game. We've got a yeah. new challenger emerging in the form of Simon. Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I, I did an Arsenal and finished, uh, you know, in well, they finished ninth. Was it eighth or ninth? Anyway, I don't care. Eighth. I, fin- yeah. I finished 10th uh, so after last year. Was it, uh, was I fifth or sixth or something? Oh, I can't so remember. I've been, dropping, I've been dropping down the table. I need to get back in the game. So, But uh, how c- it's going to be a challenge with the cursed eleven. But I'll try and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that'll be because I mean, like I said, of some fun. of these, some of these teams have got like you know like gimmicks where you can only choose certain types of players. So the fact that you're picking them um, is is kind of its own gimmick. You know that they're they're inherently cursed because uh, it's yeah it's it's a Lawrence eleven. Um, yeah, so that's that's Bona League, um, Bona League twenty nineteen twenty twenty. Um, we finally got there. And uh, yeah, it won't be long before we're uh, we're all having to pick uh, pick our teams for for the new season. I believe the transfer window uh, stays open until early October this year, so that's going to be interesting. Um, for uh, yeah, because there's going to be quite a lot of quite a quite a it feels like quite a lot of matches uh, before before the, the the transfer window closes. So 
could be uh, yeah quite a few players that get put in and then have to be uh, immediately replaced because they've been sold. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, that I hope you've uh, hope that's not been too unlistenable um, for people that don't do fantasy football or aren't part of Bona League. If you want to be part of Bona League, um, you know, I, let us know. We'll we'll send you out the code um, to to join for next season. You know, it's always fun to have uh, more people competing in it and you know it makes it feel if you've got like at least 20 teams in it, it feels like a real league then um so uh, yeah the, there's the come come join our boner league the, the league of boners um come help us swell uh the uh the the, the boner league um so Let's that it's increase uh, proud the length and, increase its length exactly yeah we got, we got quite a yeah we want a we want a longer a longer we want a longer league a longer boner league the, the stronger um, the so better so that it stands proud and tall um, and veiny. It's a nice race to the tippy top. Tippy top. Yep. Of the just the tip, though. Just a very. Race to, race to very just the tip. tip. We're talking millimeters, um, micro millimeters. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's uh, that's enough uh, football chat. I think um, we've got a Lawrence. We have to move on. We simply must move along. To, Need to uh, put to a bedroom light on. Hang on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's getting a bit. Um, it's getting a bit dark. We're gonna take a quick break actually before we do our final segment. We'll be right back. So yes, cultural appropriation is the uh, final segment of the show, and it's uh, and it's starting now. Isn't that nice? Um, so yeah, this is the, the the bit in the show where we uh, move away, take a take a step back from uh, from football and. Just uh, you know, we just vibe with uh, with the stuff that, that that really matters. You know, the stuff that matters to us, that matters to you, and uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna recommend some things that we like. Basically, that's that's what this uh, segment of the show is. So, uh, Lawrence, what uh, what what do you got for us this week? Well, um, unfortunately, I, I think we need to address uh, the. Uh, recent passing of uh, Peter Green, who we were talking about in the last episode, uh, former... Oh, fr- yes, I can't believe that I... Yeah. Former... So, uh, uh, we... Former Fleetwood Mac uh, frontman Peter Green uh, died at the age of 73 in his sleep over on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I kind of... Oh, dear, I felt like, oh, no, not, it's not the curse again. I mean... Uh, doing mm. its thing, but uh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. We we talked about him. We talked about him too much on last week's episode uh, when we did the uh, the the stupid Fleetwood Mac quiz that turned out to be a scam. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, Peter Green, uh, yeah, found a found a member of Fleetwood Mac. Um, as uh, unfortunately, yeah, passed away. Uh, led a very troubled life post uh, post Mac. But um, so is, is that so? Your your presumably your recommendation for this I, week is, uh, is is based around him. I would like. Well, I was I was going to do a sort of boring, typical, predictable recommendation, but nah. Uh, I'll say this <laughs> week, if you're really wanting to sort of, it might be a bit of a challenge for some to listen to because it's not like general uh, pop music. It's not even pop music. Uh, I shouldn't say it. But after um, Peter Green left Fleetwood Mac, uh, he made an album called "It's End of the Game," 
something like that. Uh, Peter Green, end of the game. And uh, it's kind of a very, it's no vocals at all. It's sort of a very sort of uh, psychedelic, you know, instrumental, sort of progressive rock kind of stuff. Mm. But uh, uh, me, me personally, I, I really uh, enjoy listening to it when I'm in, in bed to sleep. It really helps me, uh, you know. Zone out, man. Zone out. Yeah, it's pretty, I really enjoy it. And if you're, you know, if you're into sort of like long sort of instrumental music, that it, what's the longest, tr- I don't know, what's the longest track on here? Won't tell me how. Um, but, um, well, nine minutes, one of them, eight minutes. So they're not like super long, but uh, yeah, that's, mm. I think I'll recommend that album this week. Uh, end, end of the game, The End of the Game by mm. Peter Green. That's uh yeah, that's that's a good um possibly a good uh hidden gem for uh for our listeners to to dig out. Because, um, like you yeah. said, there's probably plenty of like early uh Fleetwood Mac compilations with uh with, with that stuff on it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean or if you wanted to uh more Fleetwood Mac stuff, I would recommend uh the album Then Play On, which was the last album they did as the original lineup uh which mm. is a pretty probably my favorite uh Fleetwood Mac record after Tusk uh maybe mm. uh yes from the Buckingham Stevie Nicks Buck, uh era that Tusk and then Peter Green era is then Play On which is a pretty rocking album for its time it's, in many ways very very innovative very ahead of its time in, in some ways but uh, mm. Yeah, it was competing up, right up there with the Beatles and Rolling Stones and all those, you know, bands. They even yeah, yeah, Albatross even outsold the Beatles yeah. at that time, and that's that that took some doing. I, 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 I Everybody guess. was buying the Beatles. Everybody yeah. was yeah. Um, but Albatross isn't on the album. I'll, I'll say that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well. I, I, I guess but, um, I'll just go fuck myself. Then. <laughs> yeah, but um, then play on's a pretty great record. It's got um, it's got oh well on it and um, rattle, rattle shakes rattle snake shake. That's a pretty good song. You know what I, you mm. know what that's referring to rattle snake shake. <laughs> Baby, do the shake it it jerks away the blues as they say. <laughs> yeah. That's uh yeah. No, we we all love, don't we love it folks, we love jacking off, don't we? We do. Um we do, passes the time. Uh but uh yeah. So that's it, yeah, so RIP uh, Peter Green. Sorry if um us talking about you uh meant that the universe uh killed you, <laughs> I guess. Um but uh yeah, those those are solid solid wrecks. Um I think I I can recommend um uh it's probably a film that most people have already seen, but if you haven't rewatched it or revisited it for a while, um, you know, it's never a bad time to do so. I'm going to say The Untouchables, Brian De Palma film about um, Elliot Ness bringing down Al Capone. Um, just a real, you know, real kind of you know, classic um, crime thriller with just, you know, absolute... Uh, the heaviest of heavy hitters, kind of at the top of their game. You got you got your De Niro's there. You got your Connery, you got your Kevin Costner, Andy Garcia. 
you know they're all there folks and um yeah they're, they're great sean connery is is fantastic as uh malone the uh allegedly irish beat cop who sounds exactly like sean connery um but uh yeah fantastic great soundtrack by um ennio morricone we talked about a few weeks ago passed away recently um yeah check out check out the untouchables if you've never seen it before and even if you have watch it again because because uh, it rules it's kind of the i guess the start of uh, that kevin costner hot streak um that kind of ran through to the early 90s you know where he was just in absolutely everything you know like um the bodyguard and uh fucking robin hood and jfk jfk is another great film the oliver stone conspiracy movie about uh whether whether yeah jfk was um yeah who who exactly killed jfk and why they would have why they would have wanted him dead and stuff i think it kind of it's not as uh <clears throat> it's not like an alex jones thing where it's sort of telling you that all of this conspiracy shit happened it's just like i think it just kind of presents a lot of different it, it sort of just presents everything to you and it's just like yep i guess we'll never know it's just sort of like yeah we'll we'll never ever know for sure uh, but here's all these sort of here's all these sort of weird little threads and tidbits that may or may not add together. Um, so that's that's a fun movie as well. I think I'll recommend that as well. So that's a double bill for you. That's a, a, a double bill of uh, Kevin Costner, uh, The Untouchables, and JFK. Um, check those out. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you again next week. Unless Lawrence, you got anything else? Um. Well, I. I'll recommend it. Uh, I was watching, I don't know why, I uh, was watching 24-Hour Party People. Have you seen that? Oh, great film, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was watching that. If you're into that um, era of the Hacienda, the Manchester, late 70s, 80s music. The factory records. Factory uh, records. Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty good. It's kind of mockumentary comedy kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend I'd recommend it. 24 hour party. Yeah, it's an interesting take on sort of a. It, it's not quite a biopic, but it, it sort of sort of is a biopic, but not not. Re- it's yeah, Steve Coogan as as Tony Wilson, the founder of Factory Records, and yeah, all about how he signed Joy Division and New Order and Happy Mondays and all of that that era of uh, yeah music in Manchester. It's uh, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. It's a good film, good recommendation. Um, yeah, so. That's uh, that's that's probably enough for for this week, right? That's uh, we 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 don't want to do another mega two hour long no. episode like we did last week. So I think that's that's a good place to leave it. Uh, so bye. <laughs>